Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wednesday Show. Welcome to I See Things a Little Differently. I am the Slow Chemical, and you know what we're talking about today. Before we get into it today, I do want to give a special shout-out to Indiana Comic-Con for having me booked um, on Friday. Friday was very hectic. I know a lot of you hit me up and was like, man, I thought your panel was three. Yeah, so this is why you need to follow me on Instagram. I do not have a Twitter. As this show grows... Maybe I will. We'll see. Like I said, we'll see. But when I announced it, it was when I got the schedule. And so then last Wednesday after I already wrapped the show, show's already out there. I think it was Wednesday night last week. I get another email saying, hey, the final schedule's out. And then I look at my schedule. Um, was I, I just want to see if I was in a room, if I was what I was doing. And it's at 2 p.m. I said, oh, ooh. So I did put a, a, a notice out on my Instagram story that had changed. Well, a lot of you didn't get it, obviously, because a lot of you probably following me. Um, but what made Indiana Comic Con hectic on excuse me Friday was due to all the the, the stuff with planes. Like Southwest had to walk out because I assumed the vaccine mandates and everything like that. And um, man, it was it was it was eerie. Because Friday, for those of you who've never been, never been to a Comic Con, Friday is the day you go to a con. If you just want to go there, get some quick autographs and leave. If you're not into like all the pictures and pageantry and all that stuff, you go. You could be all into that stuff, but you might not want to deal with it. You go on Fridays, you get as many autographs as you can, you get the bleep out of there, right? Well, it wasn't a ghost town. It wasn't like dead, but it was like you could tell something was different. And that was funny because. I did my panel. Everything went well. Met some really cool people. Shout out to everyone who came to the panel. Um, and then as I'm leaving, I always get stuck in this conversation. Not stuck, but I always get like, um, somehow I get into conversations with the most random strangers, right? So, uh, for those of you who watch Titans, Savannah Welch, Alan Richton were there from Titans. Alan Richton plays Hawk. Uh, Savannah Welch plays Barbara Gordon. Um, post uh, Killing Joke from from the Joker. Also, Will Friedle was there from uh, Boy Meets World fame, but also the voice of Batman Beyond, Terry McGinnis. I said, you know, I'm going to get their autographs because I had the brand new uh, McFarlane line Batman Beyond figure. I said, I'm going to get his autograph. I got, I, I could, there's no way I could find a, a Hawk action figure like that wasn't going to be ridiculously priced that I wasn't going to pay for it. So anyways, I'm leaving, I'm walking, and so I'm exhausted. I'm running on fumes at this point, right? And I'm like, man, you know, whew. I just kind of want to get in and get out, but I knew it wasn't going to happen. By the time my plane landed, I literally waited in line for like an hour for my for my rental car, got in a rental car, head right to the, the event. Um, and then you know, another thing that was weird, before we get into the rest of the story, I am so used to going to places where, and I've been to Indiana Comic Con before, like, the first con I was ever invited to was Indiana Pop uh, Culture Con, which is now Indiana Comic Con. And so I've been there before. I knew the infrastructure where it was and everything. But before, and I get it, we're in a still COVID, post-COVID world. But it was crazy because I'm so used to like just driving up. All right, there's $20 parking here, $30 parking here, but it's right next to the event. So I drove around. I maybe saw one place and I couldn't turn, I couldn't make the left turn safely. So I was like, you know, I'll just whatever. So I didn't end up finding this place. It was actually a pretty cool place where like, it was like maybe an actual mile away from the event, 
But what they did was they charged you $20, but it wasn't just that. They said, hey, uh, we have a shuttle here, and call the shuttle when you're ready to come back. Awesome. So now you don't have to. Do, now you can all the walking out, and you can literally leave whenever the bleep you want to leave. And they were, and because um, any at Comic Con Fridays and Saturdays stays open till midnight, they're like, we're here till one. So as long as you call us by freaking twelve thirty, you're gonna be good. It's like fantastic. Whatever. So anyway, so it, it was just eerie because I'm walking around to my panel and it's like, it just didn't feel full. You know, and like I said, I know it's like, I just, what I just said about being slower, but you people have been to cons, you know exactly what I'm trying to describe or what I am describing. So anyways, um, I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, this feels way weird. So anyways, I, I'm in, and it's really crazy because I met so many autistic people that just blew my mind. Um, just because I grew up with two autistic cousins, um, one I live in the same house with, and, um... I'm so used to see. I'm so used to seeing one side of that lifestyle, um, and one side of just uh, frustration on my part, um, and enabling on my, um, my aunt's part and everything. I had a artistic published author in my panel talking to me about some of the struggles she has and stuff like that, and I was like, just so impressed with. Yeah, you could tell that like she's she's just she's she's not just dealing with her stuff she's like dealing with how people don't know how to take her you know like they like she is like she doesn't know what she's doing and i was man super impressed but anyways I'm, i walk up to uh wilfredell's line and and i'm looking to talking to this guy who was with his he's clearly with his son who's autistic and we start talking or whatever and i'm like man what the f is going on he's like man you know what all the planes man all the planes i was like what do you mean He's like, dude, like all the celebrities are supposed to be here right now. Their planes are delayed and people don't know when they're coming. They have no clue where they are. I was like, oh my God, that makes so much more sense. Now, me, this is a funny story here. We're going to get into everything from DC fandom that, that I found interesting. But me, I found this because I have been told to talk about more cons. So I think you guys would enjoy this story. So get this. So in my naive thinking was... That only affects Southwest customers. And I haven't flown Southwest in almost four years because the thing about Denver's airport, and you wouldn't know this unless you actually uh, have had to fly out of Denver airport enough of times. In my opinion, Denver airport is meant for the person who's going on vacation, not the traveler. They don't have, they're not, their flights are not accessible if you want to use certain airlines. Now, if you want to use Spirit Frontier, Frontier is based out of Denver. So you could probably get away with doing all this stuff, but I don't like Frontier because Frontier, for as cheap as it may be, they have very little direct flights. One, two, their seats are just too close for me, and I'm not that big, geez, you know, but it's just a very uncomfortable flight no matter how short, how long the flight is. So anyways, this flight was interesting because I had to get on a Frontier flight to get to Indiana because it was the only straight connecting flight, ironically, than anything else. So anyways, I'm like, holy crap. I didn't realize, I didn't think about this, but what, what most people don't know, and the only reason I know this is because I have an aunt that worked in the uh, uh, airline industry for over 15 years, what is when you have a situation like they have, Southwest, which rarely happens, what other airlines do is they cancel other flights to then take the other money, the bigger money from other people who have been canceled on. So now if you have a connecting flight from Miami to houston and then from houston to denver 
they're going to probably cancel that flight from Miami to Houston in order to then make another flight. Hey, we have enough people signing up for this flight. We're going to charge over $400 a pop to get them from Miami to fucking Washington, D.C. And so, like, a lot of people don't know the intricate. I, I wouldn't know this if I didn't have an aunt that worked in the, in the industry, right? So, anyways, I'm sitting there and I'm like, holy crap. So, now I'm thinking in my head, my flight's going to be canceled because my flight on the way home, there was no direct flights on the way home. Anyways. Uh, more to that story later. Anyways, I'm like, that makes so much more sense because the one thing you can always guarantee, even if a con isn't full, air quotes, no air quotes, you can see me doing air quotes, the celebrity places, the meet and greets are going to still be packed, right? And they still were for what they were. But like, I'm looking at like, a bunch of celebrities and like, like all of them are pretty much late, right? Like Savannah Welch, she plays Barbara Gordon, was supposed to be doing that at 1230. But I, I knew she wasn't there because I was like going to get all my autographs at first. Well, I knew she was next. I was like, whatever. Got mentally prepared for my panel. By the time I finished my panel at three, she still wasn't there. As I'm walking back, this is before I have the conversation with the gentleman. She is just hobbling up. And ironically, she was on crutches. I don't know what that was about, but she was on crutches, right? And I was like, holy crap. But she had just got there. So I was like, okay, this is interesting, you know? Because even you can say what you want to about celebrities and all this other stuff. Dude. There, there's a certain things where it's like no one is that disrespectful to show up three hours late and make people wait. Like even though she's not a big name, air quotes, she still had she still had people waiting on her, you know. So anyways, um, I, and yes, by digging her autograph, whatever. Um, a chick that was in line in the back of me because she had uh, she had she wanted her to sign the part in the book, the killing joke where she gets shot in the back. I said that is just. I love you for that. It was just a great idea, you know, just having her sign that. Anyways, so then I'm talking to the gentleman, and he, as he's revealing this to me, he's like, yeah, man, they don't know when this person's going to be here, this person's going to be here, this person's going to be here. I was like, wow. Well, anyways, fast forward. I get, As I'm leaving, I leave the con. I was there from the very beginning to about six. At that point in time, I was wiped. I had, because I still, the only reason I had time to do, get the autographs and stuff is because because my panel had gotten pushed up, my meet and greet was at four. So I had an hour of nothingness. And then I had from four to six to be there. So I left there at like six thirty, seven o'clock, something like that. Well, I got an email on the way back to my hotel because I hadn't even checked my hotel, into my hotel room yet. And this was a one-day trip because I was only booked for one day. Hey, your, your connecting flight's been canceled. Oh, holy crap on a cracker. So now I'm looking all over. And let me tell you guys a trick to traveling. That a lot of people don't know or they don't believe or you don't travel enough so you don't know. Then we're, then we're getting into today's show because I'm excited to talk about today's show. A lot of people think that once you go on the airline's website or Priceline or Expedia, the price you get is the price you're going to get. So I started looking for me flights because I have to be other places this weekend, this past weekend. So I was like, I, I, once, you, once your money's affected, your money's affected. So I was like, I don't want my money to be affected, right? So... The first thing I pulled up was Expedia, and it was like $1,000 for a plane ticket tomorrow from Indianapolis to Denver. Wasn't paying $1,000. Then I'm looking and looking, and me and my barber had just spoken about this two weeks ago, about how the trick is, don't refresh, because you're still in the same tab. You have to actually physically click out of the tab, get out of the Google screen, in, uh, incognito tab, whatever, it doesn't matter. Get out of that tab all complete, all together. Then get back into the tab, in a different tab, whatever pleases your boat. 
you're going to get a bunch of different prices. So now I did that. The first thing I saw was like a $1,200 ticket, then an $1,100 ticket, then a $1,000 ticket. And it's going down, right? But it's not the price I want. And I said, if I can't get the price I want, they're still going to book me on a new flight. My money will just be affected and that will suck. But whatever the bleep, right? So I'm on the phone with, uh, who was I on the phone with? I think it was my sister. And so I'm still just messing with it, blah, blah, blah. Finally, I get an email as I'm on the phone with my sister. And it's like, Hey, we have booked your flight. The book, it was definitely going to affect everything because I wouldn't have gotten into Denver till 10 o'clock. So, all right, let me continue to look. So, next thing I know, I see another one that's at 7.50. I said, I'm going to keep that tab open. So, I moved to a different tab. Then I get off the phone with my sister and I get off the phone with someone else. So, I was at two back-to-back phone conversations. Yeah, Mr. Popular. Huh? And then, all of a sudden, boom. Right there, 500 bucks, which is the price line. Which was price, not price line, but the price. I was like, all right, that's the price I was expecting to pay between three and 500. Bought the ticket immediately. Now, here's my concern. Because once again, remember I said there was no direct flights from Indianapolis back to Denver re- for reasons. So now I'm like, all right, now this flight is from Indy to Atlanta, from Atlanta to Denver. But I know this journey isn't over yet. <laughs> I know that I have to make sure that I'm on these planes and taking off. And also, it's beneficial, more beneficial because, yeah, I'm taking the hit on 500 bucks, but it's an earlier flight, which gets me into Denver much earlier than I was going to get into anyways. So anyways, all of a sudden, sitting there, it's a, six, it's a 7 o'clock flight. Get there in my airport. I'm waiting. I'm like nervous. I'm like, oh, man, what's going on? What's going on? Man, they probably going to tell me that I'm a standby, blah, 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 right? Because I've been there before, and I don't want any part of that. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, everything's moving slower now. They don't, I've never been on a plane uh, or a, getting ready for a plane where it's, it's been absolutely, like, moving as slow as this one was. All of a sudden, you have a bunch of older people who need wheelchair assistance. I've never seen this before, right? Just things that paranoid, things hit your head, right? Anyways. They start, we start boarding. All of a sudden, they say my name. Chemical, slow chemical. I'm like, what the hell is about to happen right now? So close, right? So I, as soon as I walk up to the podium, she walks away. She goes on the airplane to do whatever to bleep. I'm like, what is? what are you doing? Why are you doing this? So now I'm sitting there for like two or three minutes. I feel like a, an attorney. All of a sudden, she comes back. She's like, oh, here you go. I said, like, what's going on? You know, I'll give her this look. She's like, oh, nothing. Uh, I was trying to keep a family together, and they wanted to switch seats with you, but I told them it's not fair to have you in a middle seat since you paid for a window seat. So I changed you to a window seat. I hope you don't mind. I mind it, but I was like, whatever. As long as 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 people don't talk to me about that, because that's always awkward when someone's in your face. Hey, my family want me to sit together. Why did you pay? Like, plane tickets are like the movie theater tickets now. You literally can choose... And the thing is, and here's a misconception, people think you have to pay for it. On Delta, you do not have to pay for it unless it's a first-class seat or a comfort seat. Comfort is like right behind first class. That's uh, United, excuse me. Delta is the same way. You don't have to pay for your seat. They actually actually what seat you want as long as it's not a first-class seat or a comfort seat. So it's like you can choose your seat. Like, why didn't you choose this seat? Right? Because when I chose my seat just seven to eight hours before when I bought this ticket... No one was no one was sitting next to me actually. It was an empty spot in the middle. Someone was sitting in the uh, out, and I was, and I chose the window. Anyways, so I'm like, all right, whatever. So now I get on the plane. 
This journey isn't over yet. Because we have to, make, have to make sure we're taking off and there's nothing that they can, they can stop. So all of a sudden we're doing this. I'm laying there, hit my head on the wall. We're cruising. Like, oh, I feel a little more comfortable, right? All of a sudden I'm like, wait, wait, wait a second. Like, I, I close my eyes. And I know it's like a few minutes later. I'm like, what the hell are we doing? Still on the ground. Uh, and it was a 10-minute delay for reasons. Then we took off like two minutes later. It was fine. This journey isn't over yet. I still have an Atlanta flight to get on. And the beautiful thing about this was, because we were 15 minutes late taking off, we landed in Atlanta, which is the busiest airport in the world, for those of you who don't know. That's not me joking. That's a true story. It's a true thing. Land, get off the plane, deplane. As I'm walking, now I'm at Terminal 10, T, excuse me. I think the Terminal A, to get my, which is not a bad thing. It's B, excuse me. Which is not bad for Atlanta Airport because you don't actually have to walk. You can walk or you can take the, um, the train. I took the train. Literally, as soon as I walk up, they, they start, oh, we're loading the main cabin too now. Awesome. I, this, I went to use the bathroom and immediately walked onto my flight. Beautiful. Notice during that over, I'm like, all right, we still have to make sure this plane takes off. Now, I was less worried once I sat down, once they closed the doors, and then it was like, all right, I see a bunch of empty seats. Cool. And then that was it. it took off. And that was my journey. But it was a great time at Indiana Comic Con. I am still booked for a couple more. I do not have details on those yet. And after what happened last week, I want to completely wait before I say anything about about dates and times. I'll let you know, guys, guys you guys, I know I'm booked. But I will wait till the week of that Wednesday show. And hopefully that the final tally will be out. The panel will be out. list will be out. So you guys will know more. But anyways, that was my journey. Now let's get to this week's show. Thank you again. But let's get into... I completely forgot this was a thing happening. That's why we keep changing up like what we're doing on Wednesday shows because I forgot that DC fandom was this past Saturday. So we got uh, some, uh, we got a couple trailers. We got a bunch of um, many, many, many teasers. The biggest thing I took out of this is one, DC is going to have a huge presence next year on television, which is good for them. I'm happy for them. But two, they have nothing com- fucking complete. Nothing is complete. Even though filming may be complete, nothing's. Ne- you can tell they haven't done reshoots. They haven't really started the post-production process. You can just tell that from everything we saw. Speaking of that, it was just announced that the entire Marvel MCU lineup has been delayed for 2022. So now, Doctor Strange has been pushed back from March to May. Uh, Thor... From May to July, Black Panther from July to freaking um, November. Just to give you guys a heads up. But that's the biggest thing I took out of this. We saw a bunch of like minute long teasers, which some did some things for me, some didn't. We'll get into that right now though. Let's start with Black Adam. So this has been and Rock's Rock said it on the on the thing. It has been a huge passion project for him. I'm pretty sure if he hadn't um, signed up for Black Adam. Five six years ago, whenever he did that, because I remember, I remember the post where he announced he was Black Adam. It was on Instagram or something. He was working out because, of course, he was. He was like, he was like sitting down, lifting weights. He was like grimacing in pain. Could tell it was clearly a good photo op, and, and he announced the Black Adam. I remember that. And I remember not being excited at all, and I'm still not excited. Jonathan Esther, he's all in on this. Like Jonathan Esther, he's like, this is the thing that's gonna make him. We get a swig of water real fast. Been talking a lot. 
sorry about that. Um, Jonathan Esther, he's all in. Like Jonathan Esther, from the minute Dwayne Johnson announced he was gonna be Black Adam, he's been looking forward to this movie. Me personally, I love the Black Adam character. I love Black Adam character as a villain, not an anti-hero though. Does that make sense what I'm saying? And I know this is going to introduce the Justice Society, uh, Dr. Fate, um, and all that stuff. But I wasn't looking forward to it, to be perfectly honest with you. It had nothing to do with The Rock. Is it going to do with I just don't care. Now, obviously, even if you, the Snyderverse is not going to be uh, brought back, this is obviously leading up to a Shazam versus Black Adam movie. Clearly, clearly that's where this is heading. I'm assuming we're going to get that in 2024 because we have Black Adam come out to next year. Shazam, which we'll get to later, comes out 2023, and I have to assume Shazam versus Black Adam will be out 2024, out, around that time. Uh, I, that's what this is leading up to. They're each other's greatest enemies. Um, but I was looking forward to this. I'm still not. I'm going to go to the theaters to watch it because I think it's going to be one hell of an experience. Um, and, but, but, and like I said, it's just nothing I'm looking forward to. Now, the thing that caught me off guard that I didn't know, because Rock has announced to everyone who's been a part of this film, somehow I missed that Mr. James Bond himself, Mr. Demonair, Mr. Suave, Pierce Bronson is freaking Dr. Fate, which is an awesome casting choice. I somehow never knew this, and I think what I think is how I didn't, why I didn't know this, I just stopped reading stuff a lot of times. So a lot of times I'm like, like sitting there, and people are like, oh, you should read this, and I look at it, I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna probably read that. <laughs> I just sometimes I just don't care to, to to read more insider information and stuff like that because sometimes just it could be overwhelming. But that's a awesome uh, casting choice. But anyways, the reveal for Black Adam was more of when he awakens after some explorers say Shazam, and um, you see him kill a bunch of people, and that's the entire trailer. There's really nothing for me to break down. It was just a wave showing that this is going to be different than Shazam in so many ways. So, uh, there's nothing to really take from it except for at least it's in post-production. We know it's going to drop next year, and it's going to be a spectacle, in my opinion. Uh, let's just go right to Shazam 2, um, Fury of the Gods, and, um, and I didn't even write it down. But... Lucy Liu and Mira, is go they're going to be the main antagonists in this thing. It looks like we're, we're going to have a lot more action sequences with this, um, which I'm excited to see. The suits, we've already seen the suits. They've been revealed, the new suits for the, all, all the characters. They look pretty badass. Um, I I think Zachary Levi fits this character perfectly, um, so I'm happy for him. I'm more excited to see how it works out when th these two actually... Because I would have to assume... Once you introduce Black Adam, that Black Adam will have to be in a post credit scene. Not necessarily Black Adam, but something to show that Black Adam is coming for Shazam's head. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, I would have to assume that's what we're going to see in a post credit scene or something like that, right? But anyways, there, there wasn't a, there wasn't a, there was nothing here. It was more, more behind the scenes stuff, so nothing to really break down, but whatever. Um, the thing, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about The Flash again. The Flash first before we get to Batman. Um, so, well, no, let's get into Peacemaker. This was one of the things we got a full trailer on, was this and the Batman. We already knew this was done. We already know it's going to be six episodes. We know it's going to be kind of like a redemption arc for a Peacemaker, as he's learning to care about other people and not be so selfish, and his father's going to be a huge part of it. In the comic books, Peacemaker, the one that, the iteration that John Cena's playing, 
is like this. He's kind of this is kind of the perfect casting choice. James Gunn did write and direct all six episodes of this. Jonathan Esther made a good point or asked a good question. He said, "Why this character has to be your first character?" I take to be completely honest with you, that's a good question. But I'm taking this as this has nothing to do with connectivity. This has nothing to do with anything that we're thinking. This is everything to do with this is just them putting out different properties. I'm assuming none of this is connected at all. You know, and it's, and you should take it as just a solo endeavor, period. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. I think it's going to be a bunch of humor. I think it's going to be, the soundtrack's going to be wonderful. Giant Cena was clearly born to play this role and, and, and uh, Gunn saw that. So this was a fun trailer to, to watch. Um, you see the bald eagle and hugging John Cena and you should eat, eat the Easter eggs. So hopefully more people will get to know Peacemaker uh, as this progresses. And this John Cena is just a superstar, which we already knew. So it was now let's get to the Flash. Now this we saw, even though it was a teaser, it was a little more of a uh, one minute and like ten second teaser or a thirty second teaser or whatever. So there's so much to impact here because I don't think any of this actually means anything <laughs> for the most part. Like it was, a, we got to see our first look at Ezra Miller playing two different versions of Flash. There's one version of Flash that was clearly the Flash, another the version who took an old Batman suit, an old uh, Michael Keaton-style Batsuit, sprayed the Flash logos all over it, and then we had Supergirl, her first look. Even though she was in the background, I was like, I was like that's Supergirl. That was pretty cool. Then we had Bruce Wayne doing some narration, asking why, if you can go to all these places, why do you want to fight for this, this universe, essentially? Um, it's obviously, as we know, Lucy is going to be based off of the 2011 comic book by Jeff Johns, Flashpoint, which to me, Flashpoint helped to reinvent the Flash, Barry Allen, and show a different side. And for those who don't know, on Flashpoint, it's revealed that Barry Allen, even though he thought it was Zoom who did it, he actually went back in time, saved his mom from being killed, which then brought up a whole new different world. It changed the entire world. Bruce Wayne was no longer alive. Bruce Wayne was killed in that alley. And Thomas Wayne took on the mantle of Batman, and and uh, his mother Martha became the Joker. Um, you had the only hero that was really still a hero was Cyborg. Superman wasn't found by the Kent. Superman was found by the government, and 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 spent his entire life as a lab rat. Um, everyone was affected in every kind of way, and um, Barry Allen didn't have any powers, essentially because there was no need for him to have powers, and um, everyone. It's clear, well, the rumors were true that Barry Allen was going to be playing evil versions of himself. And some people even think he's going to be the one that's going to play uh, Professor Zoom as well, or uh, Zoom as well, um, or not Zoom, uh, Eobar Thorn, Thorn, uh Reverse Flash. So everyone thinks he's that. Now, I was watching uh, New Rockstars just because I was bored, and, and I think Eric Voss's, uh, his over-analyzation of stuff is fun. Uh, he feels the flash that spray paints the old bat suit into the flash. He feels like that is the good Barry Allen, and the bad Barry Allen's the one talking, trying to convince uh, Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne to join him in whatever quest he's going to have. Now, w- there was one scene in this where like the flash is like walking up to someone, and they clearly, whoever he's walking up to is like hanging. 
like crucifix style and like they're in like this red room that has to be super good right because it would be like loosely adapted to from superman and have super girl be the one that was found and experimented on you know what i'm saying that's what i would assume that's just whatever um to me this is gonna be a fun movie the suit looks completely badass um you actually have the the, the, the ominous scene where the flash walks up and it looks like the flash walks up that moment i can see what eric voss is saying that moment when he walks up in the dark to his mom's house because they do back-to-back scenes where one time flash is walking in his brand new suit to the mom's house or to his house then there's a light uh, scene in the, the daytime where Ezra Miller is just walking up in the daytime. He touches his mom. He can't believe his mom is awake, right? Eric Voss thinks that that version, the night version, is reverse flash. And it looks, and you know what? It looks so ominous, like him walking up. It's like, I can definitely see that being the scene that his mom almost gets killed again, you know? But I thought it was a fun little teaser. But I could have sworn that they were done with this. I could have sworn they were done with it. But once again, I guess it doesn't matter. I guess it's like, Black Adam so post production until next year. Um, so anyways, we gotta wait longer for a real trailer, which I don't know how much they're gonna give us in that. Plus, Flashpoint is a very convoluted story. You know, it's for you if you're not a comic book fan, it's very complicated. So I'm interested to see how the writers do it. Especially the writers that took this, this was originally supposed to be like a buddy cop thing with Cyborg in it. Ray Fisher, he's no longer in this as we know. So we're gonna see how all this translates to. Um, for for the casual fan, how do you break this down so they can understand the multiverse, so they can understand a lot of stuff that um they want to do with this and still make this be the reboot they need? So it looks exciting. We all know Ezra Miller can play this character. He's played it a few times now. Uh, he definitely did a wonderful job in the Snyderverse. So uh, I guess that looks awesome. And last but not least. The Batman had his first full trailer. Last year, we got the teaser trailer for the Batman, which was still stole the show of DC fandom. This year, too, they have set themselves up. <laughs> they really have. They have set themselves up. The director and Robert Pattinson, have, Matt Reeves, have set themselves up so poorly here, but so perfectly. This, this movie is gonna, either going to be the, the, the next best Batman or it's going to be the worst thing we've seen in our life. There's no in-between. There's no. I don't see people walking out of fear like, man, you know, that was all right. You know, it wasn't too bad. You know, wiping their nose. You know, I could, I need to go to fear for that, but it was all right. Like, this is going to be... It comes out March 24th. This is going to be, like, either a, a grand, epic Batman or a complete shit show. The trailers have been beautifully done completely like you can't say there's anything bad about any trailer like they show they, even the teaser last year they gave you just enough to show you that it's a young batman it's an angry batman catwoman looks just as devious as ever and just not trustworthy at all you know and the riddler looks to be menacing now the thing we have to understand about the riddler now people is he's never gonna beat anyone in a fight He's, as we've seen in Titans, he's always sent other option obstacles in front of the good guys to the protagonist to to avoid the fight. He's always tried to outsmart them. So I wouldn't expect to see gritty fights from him. I think it's more 
Batman fighting the penguins and his and his villains and 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 just Gotham as a whole, including the cops. Because um, once again, this is clearly year two, as Matt Reeves has said. It's clearly before Commissioner Gordon is untouchable. Um, it's clearly uh, before Batman is accepted by everybody. Not, I guess Batman's never fully accepted by everybody. But before Batman is accepted, period. You know what I'm saying? Except for by Jim Gordon. So the trailer is a spectacle. It starts with the Riddler being arrested, and then as the, the camera pans down, there's a question mark in the uh, the coffee that he's that he's drinking. Um, it's like I said before, it's an angry Batman. He's electrocuting people. He's beating the fuck out of people. We finally see Colin Farrell's f- a penguin. I think the little snippets we've seen of p- the penguin, he's as cowardly as he is vicious. <laughs> um. I don't know if Penguin will be all over the movie, but to me, I feel like Penguin is like that uh, that villain that you that that's kind of like just a pesk. Like I don't I, like he's gonna be all over the movie, but it's more of like anytime Batman has to to find out new information, he finds that he didn't get everything he needed out of Penguin. So then he has to go back to so, to find Penguin to try to get more information out of him. Um, uh, Alfred looks to me moody again. He's be- everyone in this movie's beat up. First of all, Penguin's all scarred up. We know that, but then Alfred has this big gash on his forehead, telling Batman that hey, you're gonna lose everything. Batman, says, I don't care about me. Blah blah blah. But he's beat up. Bruce Wayne's beat up. Like everyone's. Be- this looks like serious trauma right here, people. So, anyways, um, Catwoman and Batman looks like look like they have like. This hush style relationship where it's very flirty, very like sexual. It's less, it's less antagonistic and more of, I, I feel like I can trust you, even though I don't, not that don't, I shouldn't trust you from Batman's perspective. But it feels like she stays out enough out of his way. You, you, you follow what I'm saying? It feels like she's doing her own thing, but she's not enough of the problems where Batman feels like he can't trust her. You, you know what I'm saying? Um, so everyone, everything looks perfect in this trailer. Like I said, last year's trailer looked amazing. This looked fantastic. Um, I was already going to see it. Um, I'm definitely going to be there. Probably not day one, because I believe by the time it, March 24th comes around, movie theaters are going to be crazy again. Like, like, like now, it is a, a comfort level for me to walk into a theater and only have five people there. That's going to change with Spider-Man. Spider-Man is the game changer for the MCU, especially after what happened in Venom. I'm probably going to even wait on Spider-Man to see that Monday. Even then, it's not guaranteed because it's coming out like the week before Christmas, so I might just have to suck it up and watch it. I will have to suck it up. I don't even think Eternals is going to be that packed. I think it's going to do numbers, but I mean like where I stay at. But this movie's going to be another one too. So anyways, it looks fantastic. But like I said, in my opinion, dude, I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, I, this, there's no one in the middle with this. This is either going to be great or fucking horrible. I think it's going to be great for the... For, for, I, I personally think it's going to be great. I do. So, anyways, that is your show this week, this Wednesday show. Next week, we are for sure doing the wrap-up on Titans Season 3 as it was announced at DC Fandom that Titans, Doom Patrol will both get Season 4, so we know this is not the end. So, thank you for joining me. Look out. 
We may have some extra content this week. May. I have to see how some things wrap up. As I record this, it's Tuesday morning. I'm supposed to do a couple of interviews. If I do those interviews, I will announce on Instagram what exactly the schedule will be like. Wednesday shows will not be affected no matter what. Um, next week, we're definitely talking about Titans to wrap up and get my thoughts on season three. But um, everything else might be affected a little bit. So, anyways, enjoy the rest of your week. I am so chemical. This is I see things a little differently, and I'm out.